that hymn is very appropriate. Uh, it was taken from the book of Job, chapter 19, I believe the verse is around 25, where Job, through his suffering uh, and struggles in life, um, digs deep down inside of his heart and says, I know that my Redeemer lives. And that's something you can bite into and hold on to because it is true and what a blessing it is. Let's go to God, please, in the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, for this wonderful day, for this honor to be able to worship you. Lord God, we recognize that you have blessed us with your mercy and your grace, and you are allowing us to worship you. We know that our worship is not perfect, but Lord God, we are striving to the absolute best of our ability to be what you want us to be. We know that all mankind falls short because of the highness of your glory. And as we strive, Lord God, to achieve worship that is pleasing and acceptable in your sight this day, please help us. Please clear our minds of worldly thought. Please bring us into this spiritual abode, Lord God, into this mindset of of godliness that we might bring honor and glory to your name. As we hallow your wonderful and magnificent name, Lord God, asking, please, that you will bless us to remember Jesus, your great son, who died on that cruel cruel cross of Calvary that we might live. That amazing sacrifice, Lord God, that though in the garden he prayed, if it be thy will, remove this cup from him. Lord God, we recognize the great love that the Godhead has for humanity and that Jesus went to the cross willingly and died that we might live. Thank you for your mercy, for your grace, and for your love. In Jesus' name we pray, if it be thy will. Amen. Matthew, please, chapter 5. We are going to look into the book of Revelation Again, this evening, uh, and we're going to look at the word, the Beatitudes, rather, of the Revelation. Uh, the message of the Beatitudes are very inspirational. Uh, it means both happy and blessed. And they, they bring with them a promise and a reward. And the happiness in the days of Jesus. So Jesus is born. He's, he's about 30 years old now. He's going to begin his ministry. And now he's bringing to the, the masses to the Jews, this message of hope. And he begins with the Beatitudes because there's a certain level of persecution that uh, the apostles and all the disciples will undergo early in the life of Jesus, through the death of Jesus Christ, and then later after Jesus has been gone up to the next, uh, say, about 30 years later, the destruction of Jerusalem. And after that is going to come a great persecution And so the second great persecution, Jesus will bring, as he authors the book of Revelation, another set of beatitudes to the children of God to encourage them in the midst of their suffering. Remembering that the word or the message of the beatitudes and the blessings of the beatitudes are inspirational. And so tonight, I pray that something will be said as we read the scriptures that will inspire us to be faithful to God uh, for the days to come. Beginning in Matthew 5, please, in verse 3. The Bible says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the Gentile, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are you when men cast insults at you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And so Jesus gave this ultimate reward of heaven saying there are great blessings in the beatitudes of God. Well, when we get, we come 60 years later, this persecution arises against the children of God in a different way. And there's this new blessing that comes from God. I want to go to Revelation chapter 1 and verse 3. And we'll get back into Revelation 1, uh, Lord willing, next week. A new persecution and a new set of Beatitudes. Verse 3. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it for the time is near. The man that hears, the man that reads, and the man that obeys the words and the message of this prophecy, blessed are those children of God. The reward is heaven. Romans 10 and verse 17 says, Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. For in these days, the persecution against the church was great. And it was their faith. It was their faith that won them, that gained them the victory in Christ Jesus. In James chapter 1, think about the depth of what James is telling us in verses 2 through 4. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. In other words, when your house has been confiscated, when, when you watch the execution of your family members, when struggles come in your life and difficulties come your way, consider it all joy. My brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And so here's what God does. What God is doing is taking the mind of the human, of the Christian man, from the physical to the spiritual. And in order to see the blessings... In order to count it all joy, please turn to Revelation chapter 14. You have to persevere until the end. And in order to persevere until the end, you have to see the beauty of what's coming for you, the gift of God. And in order to see the gift of God, the true beauty and the true gift of God, you have to take your mind away from the physical and move it on into the spiritual. And that's where we ought to be today. And that's where we should always strive to be, to be in the spirit and not only in the flesh. Revelation 14 and verse 12. Here is the perseverance of the saints who keep the commandment of God and their faith in Jesus. Perseverance. Well, James already told us that it is through the trial, the trial produces something in us. Mark 13, 13 says, He that endures to the end shall be saved. The trial produces something in us. It gave these brethren the ability to persevere until the end. Listen to verse 13. Then comes this new blessing. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow with them. How do you see a blessing of, of death? 
How do you see as a Christian the Holy Spirit bringing this message to us? How is it possible to look at the death of a loved one and say what a blessing it is? Unless you move from the physical on to the spiritual. Philippians chapter 1. And I know, brethren, that's a very difficult thing for all of us to do, but that's what God expects of us. God wants His children to not remain physically minded always, but rather to be always physically minded and have that physical mind coupled with the spiritual. Spiritual mindedness is essential to faithful living and perseverance in Jesus Christ our Lord. Philippians 1 verse 21, listen to what Paul says. Paul says, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I am to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor for me and I do not know which to choose. But I am hard pressed from both directions, having the desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is very much better. Yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. So Paul says, I'm, I'm struggling here because I really want to go on to receive my reward. But I need to be here for just a little bit longer to help encourage and strengthen you, my brother, for to die in Christ is victorious. And that's the message of the book of Revelation, that to die in Christ brings a victory to the children of God. So, The spiritual-minded, those who continued to endure and persevere in Christ Jesus, were able to move from the spiritual into, or rather the physical, into the spiritual. And so imagine this for just a moment. The Roman soldier comes along. Let's turn to Revelation uh, chapter 12. The, The Roman soldier comes along and he says, Are you willing to die for your faith? And then he says, Today, you are going to die because you believe in Jesus Christ. And the Christian says, is that all you got? Is that all you got? I mean, what, to take the power from Rome? All, all powerful Rome has no power. And the Christians were like, send me home to be with my Jesus. And they were excited to go home to be with God because they were able to move from the physical on to the spiritual. And their mindset was always in the right place. Revelation 12 and verse 10, the Bible says, And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down who accuses them before our God day and night. And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives even to death. You see, what they understood was this. There's a heaven to gain. There's a heaven to gain. And we cannot and we will not have access to that heaven until we leave this earth. Spiritual mindedness, Psalm 116, spiritual mindedness, trying to see life, not from the eyes of humanity, but rather trying to see life through the eyes and the mind of God. What does God see? What does God have to say? Psalm 116 and verse 15, the Bible says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his godliness, godly ones. God says, it is a beautiful thing to bring my child home to be with me. You see, that's what God wants. God wants us, his children, to come home 
to be with him. And for a little while, we have to live on this earth. And for a little while, there'll be some inconveniences and persecution. But in the end, we will be able to go home to be with our God. And God says, that is a precious thing. You have to move from the physical onto the spiritual to truly understand the beatitudes that are given to us or granted to us in the book of Revelation. Revelation, please, chapter 16 and verse 15. Another blessing. Blessed is the man who watches. That's really important. The man who's watching and waiting for the coming of the Messiah. Revelation 16 and the verse 15. The Bible says, Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and keeps his garments, lest he walk about naked and men see his shame. Stay awake. Keep your eyes open. Stay alert. Right? That's a blessing when you you stay awake and you watch for the coming of the Lord. Now, these blessings, this particular blessing, comes amid the... um, The bowls of wrath, God's wrath is coming upon the world. And God says, watch and beware. Because up to this point, Satan has been bringing all kinds of of trickiness and craftiness and deceitfulness. And he's made people think that Rome is, is ruling the world and they were in complete and total control. But God says, you keep watching and you keep waiting and you'll see. Blessed is the man who watches, the man who's ready, the man who does not fall for the schemes of the devil for the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak oftentimes we'll say that you know it's not the dying it's the process that we think about right and somehow god wants us to move beyond the process and recognize the reward that will come in the end revelation chapter 19 in verse 9 the next beatitude the bible says and he said to me Right, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are true words of God. There is coming, there is coming an amazing wedding. There is coming an amazing marriage supper for the people of God. There is coming an amazing spiritual feast. And within that spiritual feast... All that can be said all the way, all the way right now, verse chapter 19, all the way over to verse 9 are the hallelujahs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to just say hallelujah. Well, listen to what it says. Verse 1, Revelation chapter 19. And these things I heard as it were a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. Verse 3. And a second time they said, hallelujah, her smoke rises up forever and ever. Verse 4, and the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who sits on the throne saying, amen, hallelujah. Verse 6, and I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude and as the sound of many waters and the sound of mighty peals of thunder saying, hallelujah for the Lord our God, the almighty reigns hallelujah 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 amen when christ returns there will be the greatest feast the greatest feast that man has ever heard of amazing can't wait to get there right revelation chapter 22 blessed you see what god is doing now again he's 
elevating these blessings, these beatitudes, because there's this, this amazing persecution coming upon the people of God. And though it looks like, though it appears as if Satan is winning, when man looks at life from a spiritual perspective, he realizes that, again, that number six, there's absolutely no way that Satan, number one, is winning. Number two, that he can win. There's no way that Rome, Babylon, as mentioned in Revelation, there's no way that Rome can win this battle. Revelation 22 and verse 7. And behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who heeds the words of the prophecy of this book. The blessing. Blessed is the one, he reminds you, who obeys, who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. And I tell you what God is trying to tell us also. No man is going to live on earth forever. Right? We're going, we're leaving this place. We don't always know. Well, we don't usually know how. But we're leaving this place. Leave prepared. Right? Leave prepared to meet your God. Hallelujah. Amen. God is in complete and total control. There's another in chapter 22 and verse 14. Listen to this one. Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter the gates into the city or by the gates into the city. Blessed are those who wash their robes. Now I'm going to come back to that in, in, in just a moment because there's a really important significant meaning. Again, God is giving us these pictures, right? Pictures of, of excellence and trying to show us things. The man who and the woman who washes their robes has the right to the tree of life. That's eternal living, right? In Christ. They have the right to the tree of life. In other words, Satan cannot take or remove that right from them. Listen again to verse 14. Verse 14 says, Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter by the gates into the city. You know, uh, the saints, the, the children of God, the heroes of faith. I want to turn to Hebrews 11. The heroes of faith, they were searching for a city. And God's revealing that city to the saints in the New Testament, in the book of Revelation. He's revealing that this city is something that you no longer have to long after. It's something you already have. Say, so when you go back and read Ephesians chapter 2, I think around verse 6 or so, but if you read all of chapter 2, you'll find that we are not going to sit with Christ. We're already reigning with Christ. We're already sitting with Christ. The victory is not on its way. The victory is already finished. So the heroes of faith were seeking a city from the Old Testament into the New Testament. I want to pick up in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 9. There the Bible says, By faith he lived as an alien. This is Abraham. By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For he who was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. They were strangers in the land. They understood that this world that we're living in is just a place that we're sojourning for a little while. We are passing through. And sometimes we, we forget that as God's children. We, we try to lay our roots down here. Right? And we say, this is where I'm going to be forever. This is not where we're going to be for. It was never designed for us to be here forever. We are just passing 
through this land to go to the land that God has promised to us. And so Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as they traveled through this this land, seeking out the promised land, the spiritual land that God speaks of to be able to live forever, if you will, in verse uh, 13, the prophets looked for this and longed after this. It says, and these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, They desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. And so, Revelation, the book of Revelation, gives us that realized country. But you've got to have your clothes, your robes washed to receive that. You're not going to just stumble into heaven. (laughs) You know, I know sometimes we think that folks are just, uh, everyone's a shoe in. We're not going to stumble into heaven. When you have this victory, this understanding in your heart of what the Scriptures teach us, you have to understand the great faith and victory and mercy and grace of our wonderful and awesome God. Revelation 20 and verse 6. You have to love uh, how the book of Revelation is written and, and what it's, how it's constructed and the message that it gives to us. Those who are washed, oh, how, how beautiful and how Wonderful. Hallelujah. Because Christ reigns. Right? And in Revelation 20 and verse 6, Blessed and holy is the one who has a part in the first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power. But they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. The first resurrection. Have you been resurrected? Someone said, well, I'm born again. And I I often ask, when did you die? Because in order to be born again, taking it from a biblical perspective, one must die. And when one dies, having been born again, that means that you've gone down into the watery grave. You've gone down as Jesus in Romans chapter 6. You've been baptized into Christ. You've been buried in the likeness of Christ. And you've been raised in the likeness of Jesus Christ. And brethren, that, is the first resurrection. The blessing is, in Revelation 20 and verse 6, blessed and holy is the one who has a part in the first resurrection. See, that's the blessing in Christ. And so now, when you go out and you're talking to someone, and you're, you're under this great persecution, and you say to people, you say, come to Jesus. And they and I want you to know something now. You need to count the cost. The wise man counts the cost before he makes a move. But we're encouraging you to come to Jesus. And then they'll say, well, let me ask you, is this the Jesus that men are being executed over? Is this the faith that, that if you will, has found itself in hiding? Is, is this the faith that promises a victory in a heavenly place? Yes, it is. Is this the faith that speaks of a resurrection? Yes, it is. The old man. The old man must die for the new man to live. And Jesus says in this, in this particular teaching in Revelation that the old man that dies is resurrected. And he speaks of this spiritual 
uh, blessing of the Lord where he takes all of our sins, the things that are keeping us out of heaven, and he renews us and raises us up anew after the old man dies. And so in order to come to Christ, you think about this baptism and, and people were being baptized into Jesus Christ knowing that tomorrow their physical life could end. But they were excited knowing that even though my physical life might end, I'll live on with Jesus forever. I remember uh, studying with, uh, actually it's a, it's a witch doctor's wife. It sounds weird, but um, in Africa. And, and I was studying with her. And, and we had to, you know, cut the beads off. Of them. They believe you're going to die. You probably know about those kinds of things. But I remember her saying this to me, and I'll never forget it. She said, this is what I want you to do, please. She said, I want you to put me in the water and then cut the bead off and put me in the water. Because if I die in the water, I know I'm coming up new in Jesus Christ. And then I know I'm going to go home and be with God forever. She says, I've got the faith. I'm ready to go home. If that's where I'm going to go, then let, it's always just a blessing to think about. You have to have the confidence and the conviction. So if you were living in this day and you knew the Romans tomorrow might come and knock on your door and say, are you children of God? Are you a Christian? You have to believe with confidence that you're just a sojourner in this life. And all the Roman army was going to do was bless you by sending you home to be with God. And brethren, for us, we've got to recognize that, that this world is not our home. It's just a place that we're passing through. And we're passing through to sojourn in this place to go home to be with Jesus Christ. And so as Christ died and was buried and raised from the dead, so we too in the likeness of Christ, we die, we're buried, we're raised on to be with heaven and be with God in heaven uh, from glory to glory. Revelation 20 and verse 11. Verse 13, rather, excuse me. 20, verse 13. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. And death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So in Revelation 20, you have this first resurrection, and the first resurrection will rescue you from the second death. So when you're talking to people about Jesus in this day, you're saying there are going to be, there's going to be a, a, a judgment for all of mankind and Rome will give an account for all of their sins. And so will you. But if you come to Jesus today and you are buried with him in baptism and raised up anew, you will escape the second death. And you will be able to live with God forevermore for the days of eternity. Blessed is the man who is a part or has a part in the first resurrection. He'll be rescued from the second death. Are you ready tonight? Are you ready to go be with Jesus? Now, I'm not saying that necessarily we have to live or leave the earth right now. But are you ready to go and be with Jesus? Leaving this place, we're sojourning through it. And then we get to be with God forevermore. And what a blessing is going to be. I love the fact that the book of Genesis opens up and God says, here I am. And the book of Revelation closes and God says, here we are. The lesson is yours. God bless each and every one of you.